Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Meadows show. My name is Rijk van Niekerk and the market, uh, it's not a pretty sight today. Um, the markets lost uh, around 0.6% yesterday, that's on the JSE. Um, it could be partly due to the uh, slight strengthening of the RAND this morning. Uh, some hedges are trading down uh, quite uh, quite strongly um, and the rand nearly broke through the 15 rand to the dollar mark this morning probably due to that uh, on the corporate front attack reported results and i'll speak to ceo melt Hammon about the numbers um, and then private education group advitech also announced it acquired a controlling stake in monash sa for around 343 million rand very interesting transaction that and I'll speak to Simon Brown of Just One Lap in a minute about these and other stories. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JSE All Shed trading down 1.17%, currently standing at 56,050 points. Resources being hammered down 2%, industrials down 1.5%, financials virtually flat, which is probably a good result. Uh, the gold index down two and three quarters of a percent. On international markets, the FTSE 100 trading down 0.7 percent, DAX down half a percent, while the CIC 40 also down 0.2. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained 1.26, Shanghai lost uh, 0.2, and Hang Seng also down around 0.8 percent. Let's look at individual individual shares. Asor has gained 5.6 percent, RCL up 2.4. Netcore gaining nearly 2%, Diskem up 1.4%, and uh, Mr. Price also 1% stronger. On the downside, uh, the list is dominated by commodity stocks. Northern down 5.5%, Exaro down 4.2%, Montac uh, 4% down, Anglo Gold 3.3%, and Goldfields down 2.7%. Billiton also uh, is trading down 2.6%, Harmony and Quilter down 2.5% each. Nuspass trading down 2.4%. Let's look at the currencies. The rand is trading at 15 rand 10 cents to the US dollar. It uh, traded down to around 15 rand and 4 cents earlier today. Uh, against the pound, the, the rand is trading at 19 rand 68 and 17 rand 52 against the dollar. The euro is, is trading at $1.15 against the dollar. Uh, yeah, against the dollar, the pound is trading at $1.30, and Bitcoin is standing at $6,338 or 99,500 rand. Gold is trading at $1,193, platinum at $787, Brent crude another half a percent higher on $77.58. While the R186 is at 9.21%. Simon Brown of Just One Lap, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, not a good day on the markets, but it's probably part of the volatility story. Oh, good afternoon, Ray. I think it is. And, and I mean, listen to the numbers you're reading there. It, 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 it's, uh, as you say, resources under significant pressure. Um, and they've run, they've had a good period. The index has done incredibly well for, for the year. Um, the rand is still much weaker than it was in January, but certainly pulling back a bit. Uh, and then NASPAS under pressure, uh, which is obviously hurting. It's fairly dominant. That hurts our top 40 all share index as well as the uh, ND25 index, where it's, I think, almost a third of that ND25. But NASPAS, of course, is under pressure because Tencent mm-hmm. is under pressure. Um, the 52-week high was 4,143 rand, currently at 3,048 
and pushing the 3,000 uh, you know, uh, level quite aggressively. What do you think the prospects are? So t- for much of this year, NASPAS at around that 3,000 level, so current levels we see now, it's been a nice opportunity. The, the trick is, as you point out, we've got to f- follow it through into, into Tencent. Tencent being under massive pressure, well off all-time highs as well. Uh, they have announced a, a, a share buyback to try and prop up the stock. Uh, that, that helps, but they've got some issues in China with, with new game releases, and we, we're not sure if this is just a, a sort of bump in the road for Tencent. And the, the issue is that, again, that they might release worldwide. To release in China, they've got to get uh, authority for it. They've got to oftentimes dial back the violence and the imagery and the like. Um, and if it's just a, you know, a small bump, there's just a process. Maybe someone in the authority took a holiday or something. That's fine. If it becomes a bigger problem and China's really clamping down on this, this does, <clears throat> you know, China's a key market for Tencent, particularly in the game space. I mean, in their in their WeChat and the like, China is the market. You know, that WeChat's hardly used beyond those borders. Um, so, yeah, for folks who've been looking at NASPASs, this might be an opportunity. But I would I would trade carefully um, because if it starts to trade below three thousand, then and and Tencent continues to fall. We could see NASPAS coming back a fair chunk. Now, the 52-week low, 2,680 <coughs> rand. Uh, so it's um, in the bottom third. Uh, uh, but the share's down around 15% since the beginning of the year. So an interesting development there. Um, would you maybe... If you have money offshore, rather buy Tencent than locally buy NASPAS? So the benefit of NASPAS is that you get a still fairly significant discount to Tencent. It's around the mid-30%, so it's evened out to as much as 40% at times. Um, And then you get the rump of NASPAS pretty much for free. Some of it DSTV, we understand the challenges of DSTV, but they're still a huge cash cow for the group. Um, Media 24 and then all of their, their European assets, OLX and others. So what we do see is you can you can buy a Tencent in Hong Kong, there's an ADR in New York, uh, and then of course NASPAS in Johannesburg. A lot of traders like that to buy it in, in, in Johannesburg simply because of, of, of the discount. Yeah. Then interesting <coughs> transaction, Advitech. Um, the private education group secured a managing control of Monash, South Africa. Um, of course, the Australian-supported university. They've got a big campus on the uh, on the West Rand, yep. um, and uh, shows you that the push into private education continues. It absolutely does, particularly into 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 the tertiary space. You know, uh, now there's some pros and cons to it. Uh, you know, your 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 schooling you've got to do in schools. Tertiary you could do online, but there's still a move towards people want those you know physical to sit in a classroom with the lecturer um, and we know the that the challenges around the state-owned universities and their capacity certainly there is huge demand for it what we also see in, in Monash is some engineering degrees some public sector public health degrees which is typically not done outside of the traditional state-owned universities so a great university a great asset a chunky price I mean they're, they're buying it at around almost 40 times earnings now you know, my immediate response is make no mistake is that Monash probably phoned Stadio and Advertech and said so there was a bit of a bidding war so certainly they paid up that said, it's a high earnings multiple, but you can certainly see some good synergies coming through from it within the other groups within uh, within the, the Advertech stable. Uh, it helps them with their distance online, uh, distance learning as well. Um, so time will tell. 
it's within their affordability. They're, they've got it. They've got a balance sheet that can that can take the debt. Um, they're not overly stretched on debt. So it, it's a nice, it's, it's a great acquisition. I, I, the price worries me a little bit. Um, and I'm an Advertech shareholder, and I'm not running for the hills. We'll, we'll see how it goes in time. But it, it does expand their offering very, very nicely. Well, the in in the depressed <coughs> market, we we see today the share has gained um, around. Uh, what is it? Uh, 0.4, 0.14 percent, um, which is pretty flat. Although the share is still down around 14 percent since uh, the beginning of the year. Yeah, it, it has been a stock under pressure. They had results out uh, last week or the week before, uh, particularly pressure coming through in, in, in parts of their schooling division. We've seen that as well in the lower income, the Meridian schools at uh, Kiro. Um, and they've got a, 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 a sort of slightly higher price point than, than the Meridian has. So, you know, you, you want your children to have the best education possible. But if you simply can't afford it, it's just that situation. They've also reported people immigrating, leaving the country. And a kid will often go through sort of five years of schooling at a school. um, And if they exit in sort of grade 10 or 11, it's hard to fill that space. There's not much, you know, parents try and stay within a geographic location for a child's, certainly their their, their high schooling education. But still a, a great sector, still private education in this country, well below sort of global averages in terms of numbers. Um, obviously, a booming economy would make it a heck lot easier, but no one's holding their breath for a booming economy just yet. No, definitely not in the near term. Then I must admit, I'm not a, the biggest fan of commodities, especially not commodity mines. Um, but Anglo subsidiary De Beers uh, is one of the interesting ones. I like diamonds and I think it's tangible. Um, but it's also reporting some headwinds. Um, you know, I don't know the, the lingo of the uh, De Beers uh, <laughs> or the diamond market, but they reported that um, the sales are down for the seventh cycle. Um, and uh, it's the lowest since 2016. And that's interesting because obviously the, the bulk of the, the sales take, takes place uh, outside South Africa. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Most of those sales are not happening within, they, d- they do what they call sites, they do a, a number a year. They have been, back to, to 2016 numbers, two-year low, but they have had a couple of record sales over the last couple of years in terms of carrots and in terms of price per carrot and, and, and quality going through. And there's always you know, a couple of issues at play here. One is that diamonds are bought by the dealers and then if they can't push them through the system then you get a bit of a backlog and then they're going to be wanting to buy less uh, but we've seen results out from Tiffany's we've seen uh, the, the Richmond update yesterday and Richmond update we've got to remove the, the, the new online business which gave you a, a high single digit not bad, not shooting the lights out, but not bad numbers. Tiffany's had decent numbers for their, their, their jewelry division. So it was a bit of a surprise. I know that Beers has said they're going to move into s- synthetic diamonds, but that really is for industry. That, that, that's not to mm-hmm. put in a ring and, and, and marry somebody with. Um, so you know, the hope for Anglo, the hope for De Beers is that this is a sort of a one-off and then that maybe not back to the highs that they saw of 2017 and early 2018, but a sort of at least a trend which is higher and this isn't the beginning of a, of, of a downward slope. It shouldn't be. I mean, globally, you know, our economy is in the doldrums and, and we're being polite here. Um, the global economy is certainly looking better. You know, Asia is doing fine. Uh, US is doing great. Europe is, is muddling along, but it's doing okay. Uh, there should be better demand for, 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 for diamonds and, and, and high-end jewelry. Yeah, and it's uh, the most synchronized international or world growth we've seen in a long time. And uh, 
and, and hopefully South Africa can catch on a bit. But I've left the, the worst for last, and this is the crime stats that were announced this morning, and they are, in my view, absolutely shocking. Murders, 52 a day. Uh, attempted murders, also more than 50. Rape, uh, 110. That's two people an hour. Hijackings, so also nearly two an hour. What do you make of, make I, of this? They're, they're, they're horrific. And I, I, I hear, I saw on Twitter that uh, Beckett Gale is saying that, you know, we're, we're not a war zone and the like. And, and, and okay, but it's close. I mean, yeah, the, the positive spin is those numbers are uh, almost half what they were 20 years ago. But uh, you know, they, they, they bottomed off at, at, if you look at per 100,000 uh, in, in 2011, 2012, and have been creeping higher. Um, I think it, 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 you know, aside from just the horror of of crime, particularly violent and sexual crime. Uh, it, it it's a it's a you know a symptom of we, we, do we have enough police officers? We have a very bloated civil service, and in fact, there's been reports that President Ramaphosa wants to cut thirty thousand jobs. But that bloating, you know, if it's happening in the police stations, it's happening at you know higher brass level. We need more police on the ground. We need more skilled police in in, in particularly in violent crime, gang crime. The other part that really stood out to me is that if you Divide it up into where's it's happening. It's very located, and, and and you know whilst this is the crime stat for South Africa, if you break it down to 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 sort of smaller communities, I'm not talking a street or two, but you know it's suburbs and 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 the like. Um, you're going to find areas which have markedly lower crime because there's such high prevalence, particularly the Cape Flats, which is really, really, yeah, you know, Cape Flats, maybe the country isn't a war zone, but it would appear that maybe the Cape Flats is, is, is a war zone. Yeah, Helen Zilla tweeted uh, that, and she said that these stats prove that there are war zones and the army needs to be deployed to calm situations down, and that may be a solution. Yeah, I mean, Simon said Taylor was, was very into that. The trick with, with, with the army is that their skill set, and, and, and we can debate around the levels of training in both police and army. Army skill set is, is literally to, to you know, shoot first and ask questions later. Police needs to be a much more softer touch slash investigative process. Um, and, and that's one of the debates against sending an army in. But, you know, the, the levels of, 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 of murder and sexual crimes happening in, in, in the Cape Flats suggests that if nothing else, the police simply aren't in control of the situation and there needs to be a plan B. And um, part of that plan B is quite, you know, certainly it should be on the table that, that at some level, perhaps the army is needed. Well, certainly we are not in a war zone, so why not retrain the army and just stabilize the situation? Well, that, that, another point, I mean, it, it, it's a great point. Why do we have an army? I mean, we once invaded Lesotho, you're old enough to remember this, and we lost. Truthfully, who's invading us? What, you know, we, we really need a very, very small standing sort of ceremonial army, and perhaps there is a thing that says, Let's actually retrain them and, and, and use them in, in civil purpose. Yeah, we have submarines and uh, some <laughs> frigates and uh, stuff we really need. Anyway, thank you so much. That was Simon Brown from Just One Lap.